we'll see if there's a uh, a tribunal to get you to review this to go back and see if we can get you reinstated. Plead your case. <laughs> uh, okay, week two though, CID. <laughs> so week two. So this Let's is so if we sound a little saltier, you may everyone may know understand why. So. <laughs> So the list is shorter, which is good. So it won't be a two and a half hour podcast, hopefully this time. So um, let's just go through the the list of changes and, and talk about what we think. So first one was the uh, barrage team. They gave it a field allowance of three, which we thought you was a little ridiculous. So three makes sense. They took away the barrage action and then added a new barrage ability to the rocket launcher, which basically states if you're doing a combined range attack for every model, when you have, you had a second model, the, the area of effect goes from three to four inches. If you had two additional or three in total, it gives you a area or five inch area of effect blast. So what are we thinking about that one? Well, I played these, I played against these guys the other day and they were really oppressive. And the guy brought, I think only brought two units of them, and even then, having like nine inches of covering fire on either side of the board felt pretty rough. And even after he'd done that, they were there's something that trolls don't really have, which is a really good way of just picking off problem models because they've got decent rat, you know, six aiming, probably aiming to eight because of their good range, and then potentially up to ten with mark target and then whatever else you want to throw on top of it. So they're really good at just like deleting problem models. Um, so yeah, I think combined with the two, like the two things, they were really flipping good. Um, and then throw in the fact that I, I had a list with like pretty minimal ranged output. So I wasn't really able to touch them because they were just standing so far back So every turn. They were just like value, value, value. Um, and so, yeah, I still think they're really good. I don't know. Um, I like them still. The Barrage team. Yes. They like. Fraser told us, like we were talking before the podcast, um, they gave us something that was way too good. And then they just decided to take it away. It's something like CID has done all the time is they just give you something that's like really, really powerful. And then they turn it way back. And like it is shit for the troll players, especially like, oh, man, this is an awesome shooting unit. We're going to have a way to protect our army. We're going to do stuff like that. Blah, 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 blah. And they're like, hmm, we're just going to take it right back. I, I wish they had covering fire. Um, things that I've been throwing out there, the covering fire could be rough terrain. The covering fire could be cloud. It could be something else. But I feel like these guys, you had to make a choice either to make their good attack. Well, PAL 14 is not really good. You almost have to combine if you have to shoot at jacks, which kind of is shit to me. Because like, oh, PAL 14 against armor 20 over time is not going to do anything. So by turn two, three or turn four, they're jacked them in your face, and these guys just suck in melee. Like they just melt to a jack. So like, give us rough terrain. Uh, give us a cloud effect. Give us something that they can protect our our army as they're advancing. So I feel like this this team's this is what this unit's supposed to be for. Barrage team. They're constantly pointing barrages down to protect your army as you move forward, right? But I don't know. I guess I wouldn't even hate it if like. Maybe only the leader could put down the barrage thing because I mean, you must have seen the stupid things in the past where somebody was saying, Well, turn one, I put down 27 barrage like templates on your flag, and now nothing can get to your flag, and that's pretty brutal. So I can see why they wanted to turn it back, but yeah, I like the idea of them having a bit of utility as well. So maybe just like the leader can put down a barrage thing and then the other guys can shoot or something. Like the other thing, I don't know if this will be back into being too powerful, is like maybe if you directly hit with your big AOE combined range attack thing, then that stays down there as a covering fire because it's a lot less useful because you can only put it in certain places where any models are. And then, you know, like the models who are clipped by AOE won't be entering or ending in it. I don't know. It's just a thought. But I like... I get, I get your point that it's a shame they've lost utility and now they're just damage dealers, but I think they're so good at dealing damage that it's not really a problem, personally. The other thing I like that I'd not really considered is they have Arcing Fire, which means they can just hang out behind units of champions, ignoring the champions for making ranged attacks, and that's kind of cool. Well, the other thing we, we, we talked about before is in our last week is potentially why couldn't the Barrage be a uh, mini-feat, just one and done? 
at least that way it gives you that to to John's point is even if you change it to rough terrain or cloud, you know you've got at least one turn where they're pro providing a little bit more to the to the army, but at the same time it's not overpowering powerful by having it happen every turn. I mean that's what my opponent did though. Like <clears throat> I think he I think he went first, and so yeah he did that for one turn, and then they shot every other turn, and it did feel kind of oppressive to be fair. I think it's just because they're such a long range, like. If you, even if you go first, these guys move up five, throw their template 16. So what we're we talking a total of, oh gosh, maths, 28 inches up the board. Like they can start, even if you have no janky ways of speeding them up or whatever, they can start in relevant places. And then if you go second, they can put them in really relevant places. So it's kind of like a feels bad, especially like the fact that we're talking three of them, if they kept their old template rule, you know, just with the changed field allowance, or 27 inches of the board you can cover with these templates it's like yeah kind of hard and then that's the other thing like what my opponent was able to do was i had fen blades and he was able to like layer the template so the fen blades if they were going to charge forward would be hitting two of them and i mean the fen blades are going to die to one anyway but if you had something like say a champion or whatever multi-win model you want to say yeah it felt bad and i don't yeah i can see what i had to change It's the old bait and switch. They give us something super good, and then they tear pair it back. I'm I'm hoping they're not doing that intentionally, but at times it feels. And I'm sure everyone who else has gone through uh, CID is they sort of get that feeling where you get something awesome, and then they have to pair it back because they've uh, had a few things pointed out to them. So, but we'll see what happens with week three and see if this uh, changes once again. Yeah. How, so how about you, John? Do you feel like if this unit was released as it is, would you be playing it? The barrage unit. Yeah. Uh, no, I just feel like it doesn't help. Like, into our shooting trolls right now, I just don't think this really helps the shooting trolls right now. Um, We don't... It's tough, because, like, I would be playing with Gunny too, but that's another discussion we'll have very soon. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe seven points that player has this. Okay. Bring down a point. Yeah. That doesn't feel too terrible, really. Speaking of Gunny 2, that's the next one in the list. So let's move on to Gunny 2, who, <laughs> good, good leeway. They nerfed into the ground, exposes shit. You won't cast it all, because if you do cast it, you're on sitting on one. Maybe you're lucky you're sitting on two. That means you're not boosting your gun, or you're not boosting your damage on your gun, which is your biggest thing you have for him. Also, his feet got, it's, eh, you got to directly hit now for his feet to take effect, which is really bad, because our Rat 5 War Beasts are really sad. Now that they cast fire strike for one, they got boost for one. When they hit, they want to boost their damage. Oh, that means we got reload. And guess what? We can't boost the hit again or boost damage again. It's it's gone. That gunny two is sitting on my shelf. It, I'll buy it and I'll put it on my shelf. I won't even paint it yet. Like right now, where he is, it's not in a good state. Like I really don't think it's the whole point of Virage team and him was bringing the AOEs right. Mm. And like now, like the AOEs have to directly hit. Yes, they can get the rat eight or rat seven. Sorry, they aim yeah. or no rat eight. The rat six. So go to rat eight. You can give them plus two more to hit. So the rat ten are shooting sixteen away. That's cool. They're only power fourteen though. So you're going to usually combine the four, three of them together, and make it power seventeen. So you're going to have three units at power seventeen, two bombers at power sixteen if you're lucky to hit. And now, if you think about it, Gunny's extra thing that's um what is it called? Um, unload. Give a friendly war beast plus one rate of fire. So you're going to give a bomber that's rat five plus one rate of fire to shoot three times at rat five trying to hit something at like, let's say defense 13. It's not good odds. Mm. Especially if you want to do it with no hitting. You need eights now. Like well, well boosting, you need eights. Like, come on. Like, who do you think we're going to take with this guy when everything revolves around AOEs? It's either dozer or a bomber. Like, so, like, I don't understand their thinking. It doesn't come across as, like, everything go together. It doesn't. I feel like the logic for this might have been that, like, janky assassination room where you just walk up and throw a load of AoEs at their caster and they all miss, but you kill them anyway. Um, so I get that they want to take that off the table, but maybe this wasn't the most elegant way of implementing that. And, yeah, the other thing that changed on him was Expose, and this, yeah, I... 
I really don't like this change. And I think they've realized they don't like it either, where Expose was an area, a control area effect that made you lose shield guard and stealth, which was really good, but kind of led you into a situation where you're going to walk up, use this, use your feet, hope to win the game on that turn. And if not, then Gunny's kind of hanging in the breeze. And now they've changed it to be an attack roll. So one thing is like, a lot of metalists have multiple shield guard models and units. So you can shut down like one unit of shield guards and whatever you want to shoot probably has other shield guards covering it. So eh, who cares? Plus you got to roll to hit and he's only magic ability six. Uh, um, yeah, I kind of hate this. Then the other stupid thing is like, say I want to shoot the Covenant of Meneth. Um, I can't shoot it because there's a load of initiates around it and I can't cast this initiates because they're standing next to the book. It's like- It's so dumb. Yeah, this was a, this was like this I don't like saying these things were bad calls, but this was a bad call. It, this just took the whole caster what they talked about him for. Yeah. He is a caster who can remove shield guards and let your army like just blow things up. Well, he can't really remove shield guards without killing himself the following turn. Yeah, <laughs> like but I don't like, know. So the suggestion that's gone around a lot and it's received positive feedback from the PP staff is that this changes to like a five inch AOE like mage site and then models in the unit models under it either can't shield guard. But doesn't or mage site need to be in your like fully in your control? So he's walking six, putting at fourteen, so he's twenty inch threat with it, which means who has to be directly in his control. So he's still way up the board. I mean, he's going to be able to repo three either with Boom Howler 2, because let's face it, you're playing in Creel Company, so you're bringing Boom Howler 2, or with his feet, which gives him repo three. And I kind of like that. It means he can walk up, do this, walk back, be but three you, inches safer. So you put a five inch AoE, you're still not going to catch all the shield guards you need. No, but I, I get it's less powerful than it was before, but I think that's okay. But in general, I think my problem with Gumbion is that they've made him less powerful, but not more interesting. Like, I didn't want to play him before because I didn't think he sounded very fun. And I was like, if they traded it off and made him less powerful but more fun, then I would have been like, yeah, perfect. But they've made him less powerful and equally kind of dull to play. His his game plan is still, I walk up, I fling AOE you, I hope there's not enough of you left and I win the game. I, I don't want to play that, really. Um, even then, now it's not even I fling AOEs. I fling gunshots that have to directly hit. It doesn't matter if it's oh, AOE sure. or not. It has to directly hit now. So yeah, like, I think you still want AoEs because of the feet, obviously. But yeah, you're right. It's, the game plan's still the same. I do one big shooting turn. I hope I've done enough. And that's like, yeah, like what I don't want is a Kara Sloan in Trolls because Kara Sloan is the worst thing in War Machine ever. So, Yeah. It wasn't fun, right? Okay. But I don't know. I don't know. Gunny, I'm not even interested in it right now. I played five or six CID games with him last time. I played against a whole bunch of shield guards before where I was stripped shield guards. And every single time they come back, every single time I put it on the forums or I post it in my, in my post, the only issue they had was with Gunny's gun. Gunny got way too much done with his gun when you have Braun give him plus two damage when he's aiming at range 16. Now it's a power 14 armor piercing thunderbolt gun. And that's the only complaint they had. They're like, the shield guards thing, that's fine. We have nine of them. They're free. Or we have so many other things. We can, like, CC has so many shield Like, whatever. They can't shield guard. Whatever. Like, they're like, mm. whatever. It's not a big problem. Now it's like, I play this, it's just like, cool, you can't stop all my shield guards, so I can, I can play aggressively up the table, and you, your bombers don't kill my jacks. That's fine. I'll be in your face next turn. Enjoy. Like, that's another thing with Gunny. Like, if you don't get work done in, like, two turns of shooting, he has nothing to help sure. him when you're, like, in your face. Like, it's like his army is all about the Grange. And if, I feel yeah, like we don't true. bring enough of them, it's like, what's the point of playing them? So, yeah, because he has that problem with Kara Sloan, the Kara Sloan house, where literally everything on his card, except maybe Foxhole, says bring range models. And even Foxhole's better on range models. There's like no incentive to bring anything other than guys with guns, and there's no incentive to do anything other than roll those guns at people and hope. And I don't think that's like the problem is I, but I have I identified the problem, but I have no idea of a solution. Like. Especially not going into week two of CID, but um, I hope they find something kind of interesting. But, I think the only change they're going to do to them is put exposed like mage site, and even that, I don't think it's going to bring me back on the table for me. I, yeah, I just think that 
him being on the table is not is either going to be a bad experience for me, my opponent, or both of us. So no thanks. Anyway, yep. twenty minutes in, we need to keep this rolling. That's all of. I think that's all the real salt out of the way. I think from here on in, this should be kind of positive ish. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers yeah. crossed. Oh, no, I, uh, another salt thing. This caster okay. that wasn't touched this week. How's that? Madrak three. He wasn't touched what? this week. Like I feel like they, they're, they're missing an opportunity to use his stone. They sold him as carrying mm. this big shield that protects his army, and yet you can't really use the stone aura off his shield to protect his army, especially with now with his spells he has, which is great. Don't get me wrong, but his spells cost three, cost three, cost two, cost two. You're never using rebuke because you don't have an arc node. If it was in every theme, it would be great. Um, mm-hmm. Spell piercer, sure, you might use it. You know, it comes comes times you will. Defender's ward, you want to have upkeep it, so that's going to cost you one every turn. So now, as a Fury 6 caster, you're on, you're on 5. Uh, Battle Lust, you only can cast it once because you're because you are on Fury 5 because you're upkeeping. Unless you have Rune Bearer and you cast it twice, now you can't from 0. So where is this Fury I get to use for my stone? Also, he has a spear he can throw. like, And his spear is reload? So like, how the hell am I supposed to throw two spears with all this now? You just can't. He has too much shit going on with him, and he has this wonderful, magical, amazing rule I want to use. It's called a protective aura off a caster, but you just can't do it because you don't have the fear in the end to do it. If you have one left on you and you spend it, you're camping zero for a four-inch aura. Like, is is that where you want to be as a front-end miserable meat caster in the middle of the table? No. like. That's what they sold him as. Like his words were miserable meat caster. He'll be like a tanky caster with tanky units up the table, but like he can't even provide it himself. Hmm. He still needs to bring his eight support, eight point support unit behind him just to have a rule that he has on his card. Like, do you see where I'm going here? Yeah. Can I offer an, an alternate view on him? Sure. So I played a game with him earlier this week. And I really liked him. So my my big thing about him is that, yeah, he's he's not what they said he was going to be. He's not a miserable meat mountain caster because say you bring him with double champs, you'll put Defender's Word on one unit of champs and your opponent will kill the other unit. So way. But uh, I don't think that makes, I don't think that's a problem because it's not like we're at a loss for double champs casters, which is probably something we'll get oh, into God. shortly. <laughs> so I played a list and it was broadly um, Mountain King and Axer Max Long Riders, Max Fenblades, Cradlestone bits. Um, and so I, I ended up putting like Defender's Ward on the Long Riders, which makes them pretty scary at Def 14, power 20, uh, Armor 22, eight boxes, and then there's a Dunian Archon helping them out. So that was really nice. And then he can cast Blood Fury on them, or Blood Fury, Black Battle Lust, whichever one he has. He casts that on them. The Rune Bearer casts it on the Fenblades. Hooray! And then. They're really good at screening the Mountain King, and when they all die, you hot swap Defenders War to the Mountain King and win out the game is the kind of broad idea of the list. But what I like, those two spells alone make for a good caster in Trolls. Like, if the rest of his cards were blank, I think that would still be a kind of valid caster in Trolls, as dumb as that sounds, because we don't have armor buffs because we're a decent armor faction, and then you know, blood, blood lust is just battle lust, sorry, it's just a good spell. Um, but anyway, I think then every other tool he has, which is about six other tools, are all situationally fantastic. So in the game I played, it ended up that my Creelstone had to run far right to score a zone, and Madrak had to run far left to score a zone. And it's like, okay, cool. And my Mountain King was on the left of the board. So I was like, okay, cool. Now at this late stage game, I activate my aura. I'm, ca- I'm keeping my caster in it. I'm keeping my Colossal in it. And I can still score that zone over to the right, and that that stone can kill, still be keeping safe the models I have around there. Like it just kind of worked. Um, it's, it doesn't mean you can't bring the stone, but it does mean that you can have the stone in two places at the end game. And sometimes end game having plus two armor on your caster and a garg is just the sort of thing that makes that game a, lo- a win instead of a loss. And you got things like spell piercer, where a lot of the time it's kind of useless, but and every now and then it wins you the game. And like the feat is bad, that, but that's fine. I don't mind having a bit a bad feat with the power of his spell list. And like every now and then, that feat's going to save me one extra long rider. And actually, that's kind of cool. 
Uh, in this game, he did literally nothing to back up what people online have been saying, but whatever. <laughs> and then he just has, I forget which of the other tools he has, or like Rebuke, yeah, you're generally not going to cast it. But every now and then you'll be like, hang on, I can just cast Rebuke here and that's, that wins me the game. And same with the Spear, every now and then you'll just be like, oh, I just need to kill that one random solo on a flag and I can do it because I have a boostable ranged attack. I think that all of these extra little bits on top of those two absolute money spells and those two spells on a very good stat line caster are enough, and I think he's going to make it to my pairing. Fair. I, I want him to be my pairing. I just want the stone order to be fixed. Yeah. I, I mean, don't like- get me wrong. If they touch the feet or touch the stone order, then that's money, because I don't think he's like an A-tier caster now. I think he could do with a push-up, and but if he comes out of it like this, you know what? I still think he's good, but I think there is wiggle room to make him better and i think the stone aura might be like don't you know, if you can take the stone i was that good for it i'll take a creel stone then this is a really good caster like just take the stone aura it's like if you have a fury left on you the aura is activated in your command of 10 yeah. there you go aura is activated oh you happen to transfer that one fury you have left on you guess what the aura's down mm. like now it gives you options and you need to think of what you have to do do you want to transfer this chip damage or do you want to take the chip damage? Mm. Do you want to take this 15 damage that just got you and leave you on three boxes? Or do you want to transfer that? Oh, you want to transfer it? Oh, guess what? Your rest of your army now loses the aura. Yeah. yeah. Like they're they're missing an opportunity here for a great caster. So we don't need to bring a unit of support. Like our issue yeah. for trolls, we always have support, 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 support. And the stone was always the middle of that support. Take that support away. Give it to this caster. You're going to see this caster being played because people are going to want to try all these lists without a stone. Because right mm-hmm. now we got to make a list with eight points anyways tied up in the stone. So we're not making a 75-point list. We're making a 67-point list already. Like, it's... <laughs> and, like, oh, yeah. Oh, also, we add double champions because that's just in all our lists now. Oh, I just feel like they're missing an opportunity. And it makes me really upset. And I've been harping on it over and over and over. I really hope they change it. Talking about double champions, shall we get onto Ragnar and then talk about the double champions problem? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Ragnar, everything stays the same, but Pulverizer goes to cost two and affects units. So, like, I yeah, I want this cost two. I think we've talked about it on the cast before, and I'm really kind of, yeah. as powerful as it is, I'm kind of really unhappy that it affects units because now he goes from being that place where, like, okay, he's going to be a battle group caster. This might be... Uh, a weird Power of Dunia caster. I don't think he was going to be A tier, but I think he might have been like a B tier Power of Dunia caster. And now it's like, well, he wants double champions, doesn't he? And so dump him in the list with Madrak 1, now Lord Azazello, and amongst others where they're like, the best way to play trolls is two, cha- two units of champions. And it's like, which flavor of double champions do you want? Um, so yeah, boo. Yeah, I... I think we mentioned this on a podcast a while ago where we were hoping Pulverizer would become a uh, unit, model, model slash unit, and we were like, ah, it's never going to happen because it's it's busted as fuck. And well, they decided, you know, why not give you this busted as fuck thing after we nerfed something else that was not really busted as fuck. Like, it doesn't make sense where they were going with this one. Um, Pulverizer unit slash model is just insane. Like, <laughs> you can get one champion up to POW 18 Weapon Master. Um, like it's just mm. outrageous. It is what people wanted from trolls, to be fair. But yeah, I don't know. But I don't. I would not want. No, like I've been telling everyone I've been talking to about this whole change. Don't get used to it because it's going to change in week three. Yeah. Because like it's no way this is staying. I've actually said this should not stay, and I feel like this is just too broken for trolls right now. Mm-hmm. And like, I'd rather have Ragnar as a caster as he is right now, where I would try to play him. Mm-hmm. And help Madrak with the Stone Aura, like take Paul like, like that would be the change I would want. And like everything, like, all both these casters that are in it, we'd be great coming out of it. Yeah. How about if Ragnar, if Pulverizer changed to friendly model, but cost one, still an upkeep, so you can't put it on like six beasts or whatever. How would you feel about that? So, because I, I, I that's a two cost drop from the same spell, which seems crazy. But apparently, you know, if two cost is enough for model unit, maybe one cost is enough for single model. So just for like one model gets plus two strength. Yeah, and beat back. And then then I think he stays in that place where they wanted him, where he's a weird power of Dunia caster. And I think that's like thematically where he belongs, and that would make him that would make him 
like a compelling choice with like bringing a couple of hard hitting heavies. Maybe it's still an upkeep, so we only can put it out once. It's upkeep. Yeah, exactly. For, yeah, I yeah. mean, one cost non upkeep will be broken as heck, but one cost upkeep seems fine. It doesn't really matter. Then other fun interactive spells. Chosen ground, yeah, like it's, it's another upkeep. So he has one upkeep already. He has to take has to take pulverizer as upkeep. So like I don't know, man. Like I feel like. I think I feel like he would be a good caster via an arc node. Like he would be able to shockwave mm. something down. Well, he would be able like, to, like that's the thing that he gets his power doing you, so he can bring Mulg. And I know that the Mulg thing is oh. a slow point for you, but in general, that is a thing you could do. Yes, let's go to POD where you know everything's so lovely and everyone's playing that theme right now, right? You they didn't what? change I... it. They they might have made it good for like a like your Calandra list that you were talking about was it sounds pretty fun, and I feel like I would love to test it. Oh my but goodness. Like, we're going like now we're going down like a rob- rabbit hole are we not like it's like me and my gristle one list bringing all you know my gristle one list i realized every mm-hmm. single model in that list except gristle one is in cid <laughs> like, that's how shitty of models i had to use to make a shitty theme work like it's mm-hmm. pretty bad i did i just realized that like an hour ago i'm like mm, wow all my models are in cid all my models just got a little bit better and but the mm. theme still is I would not play it with War Beast. I would just just they just made my Gristle One list way better. Like, like, but say say if you did want to bring a Beast list now, are you still thinking you bring it in Storm for Bears? Oh, dude, I made. I, didn't I show you this list I made? Oh, the Doom Shaper Three. Oh my God, that list is broken. Yeah, yeah. Like, like Doom Shaper. Th- Here it is. Doom Shaper Three. Mog Brawler Earthborn Pyre Axer Minstone with Elder Valkyries because you know. Valkyries are in Storm of the North. Bear, Rune Bear, Boomy 3, which is just mm-hmm. like Axer times 2. Mm-hmm. Um, Velka now. I get Velka in the list. Hey. Solo. Never had an extra solo. And 3 Whelp still. Like the list just got better. I lost a Mauler. What was it? I wrote it down. I dropped a Mauler and 2 Whelps for Pyro, Boomy 3, and Velka. Yeah. Uh, that's a trade I'll take any day. Because uh, Velka or the mall uh, boomy three hits just as hard as a mauler um mm-hmm. and especially with the power troll also uh velka can hit just as hard as a mauler with the power troll because he's a weapon master and he's storm and, and it, like so he becomes a pow 12 pow 13 pow 15 weapon master velka with two attacks with counter charge i love it like, i love velka like, anyway i love that i do too and like he has so many rules of, like the list just <laughs> got better true. so like yeah, I'm still in Storm of the North because, like, the worst things about Power of Dunia is you can't stay relevant to scenario with a whole bunch of war, war beasts Well, having some kind of an ambush or having a beast you can throw away. But in Power of Dunia, you don't want to have a beast that throws away because all the beasts work together as a, a support for your big beast army. So, like, if you're playing, like, those big spread the net, it's you have a very hard time to contest the flag and contest their zone. So you either have to pick one or the other and give up the side of the table and hopefully you can just win the War of Attrition. We're like Doomy Three. You can play in the middle of the table. Send a, send one of your pyro off to the side because Doomy Three has like wonderful spells to protect it. And then you can have like the battle bears ambush off the side. And when they happen, you you have at least a turn or two turns of contesting, which gives you enough turns to do your alpha or sustain against the alpha to dish it back out. So like, I don't know, man. I'm still not leaving Stormer North, and I feel like my Doomy sure. Three list just got better. Hmm. Yeah, okay, so to carry this on, uh, Fraser, do you want to skip ahead just a little bit and tell us about the Slag Troll? Sure thing. So the Slag Troll lost Erosion on Claws, but gained Peelback, the Layers ability, which is a a boosted to hit and damage rolls for anything that's that's currently corroded. Yes. Love it. So the reason I want to bring this up now is that Models like this now in Paradunia, the Paradunia theme benefit is actually really good where he needs his animus to do work and now he can cast it on himself for one. Cool. Like, if you're playing a light beast spam, which may or may not be like viable, we'll have to see after some testing, Paradunia is the place you're going to do it. Like, because that benefit is better than bringing bears. Yeah, I, I'm excited for the Calandra like yeah. beast spam that you're running. It's like oh, the okay. old so, school. 
Yeah. So I put I like I posted on Facebook, you know, because they they did this thing, you know, oh the new CIDs dropped. And I was like, oh cool. Yeah, th- thanks for all the work you put into this PP dev. So I'm really excited to play the slag troll. And this guy's like, oh, the slag troll shit. Like, yeah, oh, I well, I, I think he's actually quite, sorry? I was reading that. It was quite interesting. Yeah, the guy's like, no, it's shit. I was like, well, I quite like it because of this and this. He's like, no, it's shit. It's worse than the pyre. I was like, well, the pyre might still be better, but I think now the pyre is like the cheap one with a good gun, but the slag is the same animus effectively, but does some melee work. And it seems like even the pyre is better. The slag has a place. He's like, no, the slag shit. I never play it. And I was like, just feeling spiteful. So I was like, oh, what What if I make a really good list where I spam slag trolls? And then it was silly. And I was like, actually, Calandra nine slag trolls is really good. And then throw in Quack and Gub, the mercenary croak, because he has two spray eights that do instant corrosion. So you can just trigger all of the slags <laughs> peel back layers, which is kind of unnecessary since they have an assault shot with corrosion. But it just means that, yeah, like, I'd love that list. I'd really want to play it. Um, it's like, cause one thing about that list is peelback layers includes boosted attack rolls. So all your attacks are going to be boosted mat sixes. So it, it's like maybe the most accurate list in trolls. And that's before we're even taking into account Calandra's feet turn where you're rerolling all your one and twos. And then, so on average, I think you're hitting something like defense 17 and no other troll list can do that. Um, it just seems really good. I think, so I think the, I can't remember the exact list, but um, the other thing you can do is trade out two of those slag trolls and take seven slag trolls and mulg, and then you can be arcing around befuddles and, and just having mulg uh, who can have bullet dodger on him. You know, sounds like a good list. I wouldn't want to uh, buy all those models or... <laughs> well, we, we all we all already have four slag trolls. Yeah, we all have four. I don't, I don't need another four or five, depending I on how many we don't. Do. So here's, here's confession time. So I only picked up trolls in Mark Three. So I have never played E. I've never played Light Troll Spam with with Calandra. So it was I fun. don't have models for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and we've been like riffing on it, and some people have suggested adding in some storm trolls for infantry clearing, and then um, like some other things like that but i think slag troll is going to be the main hitter because that's just good i mean they're going to be i think they're the power 12 base let me check that slag um, i think they're part of uh, power 13 base so 14 oh, downside, stone. Only downside slag trolls they're only half inch they need to be one that's, inch. yeah okay that's one thing i'd like to see because half an inch is just they need to be yeah. one inch they're, they're light they need to be one inch i am like eh. yeah yeah one inch, and, and the size of their arms it's like it's fine um so I think, okay, the list I've actually got here in Power of Dunia is Calandra, Runebearer, Mulg, I think five Slag Trolls and a Pyre Troll just because I had to save two points somewhere. Quack and Gub, two Northkin Shaman, uh, Creelstone Bearer, and two Dunian Knots. So, yeah, you're going to get, on one turn, you're just going to get a lot of rerolls. Like with Calandra's Fate Blast and the um, six Puppet Masters a turn, you're going to be hitting your Assault Shot. So I think Quack and Gub is more jank than good. But it's just a hard-hitting and accurate list backed up by an archable befuddle. Like, what more do you want? It sounds like a really good list. Is it going to be competitive? I don't know. Like I say, I've not played. I didn't play EE at the time. I don't think I've ever played against EE, so I really don't know how well it worked. But it seems like part of the problem is that Doom Reavers might just run up and be like, "Oh, Slag Troll's cute. You're all dead." Um, but we'll see. But it's a, it's a maybe a good list, and it doesn't have any champions in it, so that instantly puts it towards <laughs> yes. the top of my list to play. As soon as there are no double champions, you're like, I'm yeah. in. Ooh, you're breaking the mold. Come on, what are you doing? Yeah, but yeah, but, but buying the slags are true. But the good point is that trolls are literally unplayable trash, and you should all just bin your armies. And when you're doing that, just um, send the slag trolls to me because oh, you're yeah. not going to play well, them because everything. You think about it. Over the last year and a half, trolls were unplayable trash, and not a lot of people played them. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like you know. Yeah, we'll see where it goes from here. Um, what else? Can we just point, like, sorry, we've done a couple of quite smooth segues, but just I want to go back one little thing, one minor bugbear. Out of the three Warlocks in this theme, I'm not looking at any of these in Vengeance of Dunia. Like, Gumbjorn just wants to be in Creel Company because you need all of the mark targets because you need to be accurate. And that was true even before this week, and this week doubly true. Ragnar now is going in, if Pulverizer stays the same, 
probably Band of Heroes or Storm of the North if you want bears, because that's the main troll decision these days. And um, Madrak 3 is probably staying in Band of Band of Heroes. So, Ike. so let's talk about the new theme. Okay. Real D. Still never going to get played unless they make one change to it. And I feel like we all, if you read the forums, almost everyone agrees what this change. The Rune Bearer. The Rune Bearer has to go into it. Like, it's not even just me saying it. Like, I said it day one, right away. I'm mm-hmm. like, the Rune Bearer needs to be in there. Like, no, no, no. And all of a sudden, like, every single day, other people have been posting. So, like, it's not just me saying the Rune Bearer needs to be in the same. Like, mm-hmm. you're playing with these Fury 5 casters over the last year and a half. It was really shit. And playing before the Rune Bearer, it was even worse. Mm-hmm. I had to play, like, Calandra and Doomy 3, who had the bigger control range and stuff like that, because, like, the Rune Bearer was there to give one less spell. It wasn't extra control range, but now adding an extra control range, Madrak 1 pops up. Um, it was huge for a long time because a lot of people play Madrak. Grim 1 popped up because, like, for his feet, it was amazing to protect his whole army. He could play very aggressive. Mm-hmm. Like, the Rune Bear is there to help our light our Warlocks have a better control range. And that's what you put in there. You basically said the Rune Bear, when you brought it out, the Rune Bear will help the lesser Warlocks get better for their control range. So, like, I don't understand why not include it in this one theme where you want us to play combined arms with minions. Like, yeah, okay, cool. It might help the minions. Why don't you just put up Rumir can't be an attachment for minions. Like, I don't understand what the issue is right here. Mm. I, I don't play minions. I have, I, I don't want, I don't, I'm not playing this theme because I don't want to play a minion in a troll caster. It just seemed to me, I've always hated cross faction. I've said it on this podcast long time ago. I've hated cross faction. And I'm not going to play a troll caster and a minion caster because to me, that's just stupid. I'm walking to a tournament. What am I? Am I a troll player or a minion player? Like, it's, I'm sorry. Pick one. I'm playing all trolls. So it doesn't matter. Like, if this team does not allow room bear. I'm not going to play one in it. Like, sure. I think it's, I think it has great ideas. The Lord Azarella list is amazing. I would mm. love to play it. There's a Carver, Carver list. I would love to play. <laughs> yes, there is. I, I'm just not going to play it because it's just not a troll. Okay. Yeah, I like. I guess I... I mean, I kind of agree with you in general about combined themes, but the thing is they're here and they're not going away, and I guess that means I'm going to play them. And yeah, having already been someone who likes minions and has a minions army kind of sweetens the deal for me here. But yeah, I think you're you're generally right though. Like the the only way the only reason you're ever going to play this theme is because you want to do some jank mixing the pigs and trolls. Like you're never going to. I don't think you're really going to see just a combined armed troll list in this because like whatever you're playing will just be better in another theme the only real theme benefit i think this brings is being able to mix the two so and then like yeah. from, so i've not played minions in since oblivion came out so i'm not too sure like i know that obviously archons have had a huge impact on their list and things like that and i get the impression that we're looking at this going uh I'm only going to play this if I want to mix, and that's going to be kind of janky stuff. And I think minions players are saying the same thing from their point of view. So they want um, champions. Yeah, but yeah, like, again, it's, it's, they're going to want champions of the Lord. Like, come on, who doesn't want to play that list right now? Yeah, and it's so highly like. And what, what was what was that other solo they introduced this uh, CAD? It's a, uh, I thought yeah, the Sapper. Uh, no, oh. Uh, uh, Gurdon that wasted. Oh yeah, yeah. Like he is amazing. Yeah. Like within three inches of this model, friendly mo- friendly faction models gain plus two defense from range magic attacks and add plus one to each. Like, it's just champions at defense fourteen all the time from shooting. Yeah, pretty uh, good. Like, it's amazing. Like the list just gets better and better, but like I just don't want to play a minion caster, and it's just. Mm. Yeah, I think this that does have an argument for being the king of the double champions list at the moment. Yeah. Like, yeah. I won't be surprised if you see a lot of single champions or single champions min or double champions. Um, um, right now, my pairing is still probably Cold Grandma and Madrak 1 in Storm of the North. Like, I just mm. can play into anything. I could throw Grissel 1 into it and play into anything. Like, nothing scares me at this point. But like that's not what I want the CID to be. I wanted to be able to play a new caster, bring some new models, and mm-hmm. I was hoping Gunny Two would do that. But with his feet change and his exposed change, I'm just like, eh. Yeah. And like, not with no covering fire. Like, why not give one covering fire template per unit? Yeah, I think that seems like maybe is a that, yeah. 
Is that too big to ask? Like I don't think so. Each unit can do one covering fire. Yeah, like AOE just three. It, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even care if it's on the yeah, on the leader. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even care if it's just AOE three. Yeah, just if I bring three units, that's three covering fires. At least I can protect my army for a turn. Yeah, because I mean the thing is, a lot of other armies can bring three covering fires and then not well, not say they're not doing, but it's not like breaking apart the meta. You're not seeing trenched chain guns and cyclones everywhere. So <laughs> yeah, like I, yeah, don't I mean, know. something I, to bear in mind is that you can often take this with Boom Howler two, and so. You might you end up seeing like a, wall, a, yeah. a four, or like three AOE threes and and the wall template. But even that seems like it's really good, don't get me wrong, but it's not as oppressive as throwing out. Was it something like 64 covering fire templates you could throw out in week sure. one or something ridiculous? If you want to bring nine units of them or something like that, sure. But no one's going to bring nine units of this. Sorry, yeah, it was, yeah, you're right. It was 27 units for a combined coverage of like nearly 90 inches of board. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty ridiculous. Yeah, 81 inches it'd be. And I'm pretty sure it was a non-troll player that found it out too, right? Like, it's just... <laughs> I mean, I think that was the first thing. As soon as you looked, I'm sure I wasn't the only person who, as soon as I saw FAU was like, go into War Room, hit oh, yeah. AOE 3 widget, copy... 80 more that. times see what this yeah. looks like oh my goodness it's the, width of the, yeah. it's the width of the board and two lines thick <laughs> <laughs> i think it was the when people were like oh hang on well i'm sure people thought in the start but i didn't consider overlapping them it's when you start overlapping them and put eight <laughs> if you want to walk onto your own flag you're going to take 81 power 10 damage rolls <laughs> like <laughs> so, yeah well, and again think about so, it all you're doing is preventing one cp point for nine units worth of models, is it worth I mean, it? What you can actually do is play a stupid contest game and say, I'm going to put all my idiots around my flag, and I'm going to put this on your flag, and I'm going to score my flag, and you're never going to score your flag, and in five turns of no fun. I mean, you know, there's the rest of the game to take into account. So, yeah. So let's, think of, let's talk about another thing that never got touched this this, uh, this rule set. It's mm-hmm. called the Impaler. Um. Yeah. I, so <laughs> um, yeah. I don't think any of us want to defend that one. No, up till this week, I was like, you know, maybe this can be in a good place where it becomes a cheap snipe bot if you can't afford the bomber. But then somebody pointed out, it's like, if you want snipe, you probably want the bomber as well. All the cast you want snipe, like the Gumbions, the Grims, whoever else, they all want bombers too. So a cheap snipe bot doesn't really have a place. Maybe with Madrak 1, if you want to throw the axe to trigger blood boon but it's kind of niche and so i think i've just given up on the impaler ever being a playable model because if they made it really good it'll probably become spammable and i'd rather they fixed other things and we leave the impaler on the shelf personally <laughs> like yeah the, the impaler needs a lot of help um i'm not even sure how to help it i've suggested something but suggestions don't go anywhere so it doesn't mm. really matter i think um yeah, it's a shame because like, there have been reasonable suggestions. Cause I think one of the big ones is powerful shot maybe in combination with something else. Because if they become really That's good gun platforms, yeah. then Gunny 1 with Fire Group can be like, ha-ha, they're all boosted attack rolls. So if part of their bonus is, well, they get free boosted attack rolls, then that kind of takes out the most obvious spamming situation. But even so. Correct. Yeah. yeah, like it, when, I don't even think I would spam if I had powerful shot. I would bring one for that cheap sniper unit where it could actually do something. Oh my god, you have a soul in my zone? It's going to powerful shout sh- uh, shot itself and try to kill yeah. it or push it out of the zone, but like it can't even do like it's just ah yeah. even to cover the whole zone it has to cast one for fire strike boost it and hopefully yeah. you hit it like yeah and then it's not even like a, a spare transfer battery as well like I think yeah if if it had to be like I think maybe make it yeah range ten base and give it powerful shot because then it can snipe itself powerful shot kill a random solo or whatever you need, still be a transfer target. And I still don't think it'll see a lot of play, but it's it's less it's less infuriatingly bad now than it was at the start of CID, but it's still unplayable. Anyway, let's move on because he's not interesting. So we want to do a <laughs> bit of a rapid fire. There's a few other things left and we've got about just yeah. over 10 minutes left. So maybe... Uh, sure. Lots of rapid fire. So Dunian not. So we've changed the prayer circle or now it is basically giving you you roll an extra die and uh, on magic attacks and throw away the lowest yeah. so instead of having straight boosted seems fine Stop I, I, I still think it's great in rune cheaper yeah. list like i'm not going to cold grandma now gets four dice and drop two yeah. mm-hmm. so like whatever 
Yeah, yes. Like, and I think this is actually better for if you're going to be casting that one big spell like Mortality or Distraction that you need to hit, you can now boost and have the drop dice. So it's better for the casters who it's meant to be good for. And it's worth, it makes Colgrimmer's already really good assassination like still a bit better, but not overpowered. Cool. Yep. Done and done. Agreed. And it's just a good unit. That's the other thing. Yep. I think it's. Uh... It'll continue to be considered, right? So, uh, gunnery sergeant, because you know, having a rat two with your big blast wasn't uh, good enough. They had to drop it, so it's a rat one. Honestly, I've had two in my list. I didn't use that skill once. Sure, it's, it's honestly you have to directly hit, and it's a rat two inaccurate. And like, yeah. the list you're going to drop it into, you're not going to drop it into things that have like easy hit, auto hit. You're dropping into like shield guard units because you're playing it with gunny two. Where now you're just not even going to play Gunny 2 because you can't do it. So like now these guys are just like, whatever. There are three points that I bring with my... Oh, it's another thing. The Pumbler crew now just got worse with Gunny 2. Because like you have to directly oh, yeah, hit with it. Oh, that's a you shame. Have, yeah, yeah you, have, you have to directly hit with it. So like the Pumbler crew is inaccurate. It's never going to directly hit a model. So it's the bounce will never be half 14. So like, I'm too, like the, the units I wanted to use off my shelf, which I was using... Now just go back on my shelf because mm, I'm just like, that's true. what? I'm like, what the hell? Like, this was amazing for all these old units. So, um, <laughs> the one thing that you bring, maybe you bring a Thumper Crew now because it's not inaccurate and it has pretty hard range. And but now it's not AOE, so like, I don't, no. I don't know, man. Like, yeah. I can't even make a list now with Gunny Two and like even these guys. Like, do I now bring any mm. weapon crews? Yeah, this model has been on a wild ride from like for me. At first, I read it, it was like these are all really good abilities. You can only do one a turn. Three points seems okay, and then you look into it more and go, these are really powerful abilities. This model's worth five or six points, and then you get into the list building stage and go, I don't know how much I actually fit this in places. It's kind of a kind of a weird one. Like he still seems really good, but yeah, you're right that if Gumbion when Gumbion gets worse, he gets worse. Yeah, exactly, right? Because you With were Gumbion, How would you feel, right, if? They would you put this model on the table? Um, Expose goes to the mage site version. The feat becomes the feat goes back to how it was, but deals blast damage. So things like trenches and being girded make you immune to its feat. Sorry, say that again. So Expose goes to being an AOE five where you place it down, and then his feat goes back to you don't need to directly hit but it becomes, all the damage rolls become blast damage, so you, if you have girded, if you're in a trench, if whatever else, then you are fine. How would you feel about that? No. No? Really? Because no. I think that seems like a good fix. I That, that exposed thing's okay. I'm fine. I'll, I'll go with that. His feet thing, I'm not. No? What? You still want to bring the Thumper crew or the Pumbler crew, because you yeah. have this Guardian Sergeant. Like, But now like they're only they're blast damage PAL 14s or PAL 7s? Or power. No, 10. no, sorry, no, it keeps it keeps being full power. So his feet is still like your blast oh, damage is the full power. Okay. But specifically okay. it becomes blast type damage. So if you have barrage, you sorry not barrage, if you have girded, okay, you yeah, can just yeah. ignore it. Sorry, yeah. yeah, I'm fine with that. If it's yeah, still the full power, I'm fine with that. Because yeah. then you get then you're like, like girded or your base to base with a war jack, I'm not sure whatever rule that is. Yeah, but. yeah. You have base to base with a girded model. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I think for me that seems okay. fine. Um and you get because then there's an output at least or then you're like i really want the side of the table that has a trench on it because then cause i think the problem with the feet before is you could just murder casters and now you're like i bring one good model or i stand in a trench and i just don't care about your feet with you know it's still a good feat for killing the army but yeah anyway we've talked about him enough but that's yeah, that's, that's fine i, I, I like that's that what we'd like to see him. Um, um i guess the we, thing that everyone found out say uh, found i'm not sure if everyone i, I knew about it but scully's not a champion Oh, can we leave this? Who cares? He doesn't get a retaliation strike. No, nah, there's like three posts on the forum a day about it, and it's not. Hey, he's a he's a champion of champions. He should. Of course, he should be a champion. But it's do, do we need three posts a day on the forum about it? Do yeah, we? we we need more. Oh, come on! Would you not he really need- see an important model fixed rather than this model game retaliatory strike? Because as no. far as I know, that's the only interaction that him being. How, a how many how, how many times do you retaliatory strike with him? Uh, I rarely play him, and I rarely play the champ hero. So never. I'm not going to lie. I've retaliatory strike with him. Yeah, he's a champion. Everyone, everyone like, thinks he's a champion. So yeah, I oh, know he should. He should be a champion. It's a fair thing to have flagged. It's the dev team should probably make him a champion. I feel like, like I the literally, I literally fucked up with him before. I fucked Sorry? up with him before. I fucked up with playing him before. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, that's an easy mistake. Like don't worry, I, I, after they said, oh yeah, he's not a champion. I'm like, oh yeah, this was a Mark Three question. I remember this now. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. eh. um, what else? Swamp troll. The swamp troll never got leap. I'm really sad. 
Um, <laughs> like, and at least with the leap, they've caught, they've explained why. So Hungerford's reasoning was twofold. Uh, yes. No, 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 no I, I like this. No, so he says, I like, agree. It, it's a big fat frog that sits on a lily pad eating, eating flies rather than one that jumps. And you're like, yeah, it's a big fat model. It doesn't look like it has leap. And I think we just want it to have leap because other similar models have leap, like Baron Tungley. So it's like, yeah, fine. Um, but I, yeah, the problem is still that it's not as killable. It's sorry, it's not as survivable as the bouncer, and that's not a problem because the bouncer is covered in armor and carrying a big shield. Um, but also that its cool niche tech that it brings is done away with with a single shield guard, so that makes it bad. Like, just make change the ranged attack to be a melee attack and give it. Um, chain strike, so it's reach four, and or I, just he can't boost his range attack. Well, that's a weird rule, but well, the thing about the, the, the range attack as well, it's like yeah, it's getting shield guarded. I'm never going to drag anything in. I'm never going to consume anything because true, it's getting shield guarded. And then you're going to shield guard it to your initiate at the back, so he's not even going to get pulled anywhere. Way, yeah. yeah. If it was a melee attack, I'd, like, somebody even on the forums was like, well, what if he had that as a melee attack and then like drag and consume was a star action so he can't go around dragging multiple things and like fine too it he's probably still worse than well he's still worse than the bouncer for just being a survivable piece but then he has a niche piece of tech and if i specifically want that piece of tech i'll put that model in the list where at the moment i'm never going to put that model in the list um also um next up is horgo one got moved into banning heroes as well well hey we like that that's cool um we like it it's 12 point package is it worth twelve point package in Banner Heroes? I, I think it's caster so. dependent because, like, so Madrak One doesn't want to doesn't have the fury to go around throwing out Pyatrol Animai everywhere. So I think if you can fit him in, that'd be really good. It's a neat change. I, I think it's, I, I like it. I'm glad he's another theme. Um, it's, I feel like he still needs a little work, but yeah, yeah. Um, what else? Are you, anything else we really got to touch on? I feel like that we touched on. Wait, Bumbles didn't get uh, updated this week. Yeah, I you know what I like him where he is. There's people still saying he costs too little, but I don't think like I don't know. I think he is undercosted for what he does, but not dramatically. And I don't think it's a huge problem if he goes out like he is. I'm sure that someone has a spreadsheet of facts that says why I'm wrong, and maybe they're right. But sure, um, okay. using Boomhauer three, and I think the the I think these changes have been kind of hinted at when we recorded last. So, and it doesn't, yeah, you have to tag an enemy model with dinner time now, and it only triggers on living. Good change, makes him more interactive. Also, his, also his fell call got, uh, his fell calls do affect all models around him, so. What's that, sorry? Um, his fell call, when you use a fell call, it affects all the models around him, so you can't use double fell calls on someone else. Yeah, so say you tag a warrior model with dinner time that can't have any effect on it. Does that mean you can't put another fell call on that warrior 100%. model? 100%. Ooh, that that doesn't fit. That that feels clunky and unintuitive. And fair, you don't want to get, yeah, models. Like, I don't see the problem with having models affected by multiple fell calls. But, yeah. yeah. Okay, well, I think we've almost hit our hour. So, yeah. Uh, We'll uh, we'll do this again next week with the uh, with week three and hopefully we'll see some changes. Yeah, I'll need someone to uh, send me all the changes. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I also wonder how quickly it'll take for someone to do a petition to get you reinstated, John. Uh, it's not going to happen. I'll probably a change.org uh, petition to get. Uh, well, let's let's keep this thought for for next week because we've sure, uh, we've run out of time. Fraser has Fraser, Fraser, Fraser has cracking the whip and saying we're done talking. So uh, thanks everyone for joining us and we'll do this again next week. And hopefully John may even be able to uh, see what the week three changes are. We'll see. How, we'll help you out with that one. And we'll, okay. we'll see what happens. I can't see any form. We'll, posts, but we'll, find we'll, out. we'll do our best. We'll make sure we feed you. Just don't tell anyone until we get banned. <laughs> oh, trust me. I already have people feeding me stuff. Not surprised. <laughs> Anyways, thanks guys. And we'll, we'll do this again next week. No. Bye, guys. Yeah, have a good day, guys. Thank you.